All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I am your host, William Soki, and this is episode number 66 of the download, and it is a season review episode where I go over everything that happened in the Wisconsin Show Choir scene this season. As always, this episode is brought to you by Barstool Show Choir, so please head over there if you are looking for more Show Choir content. The season is still going, so there are definitely still pieces of content going over at Barstool. Alright, this is the long-awaited Varsity Season Rankings episode. I will say this pairs well with episode number 64, which was the Varsity Season Review. So I would say that if you haven't listened to that, either listen to that before or after you listen to this one, it does provide a little bit more context for where I thought a lot of these choirs stood throughout the course of the season. So basically, my rationale for this is I just kind of called it as I saw it, but I generally divided these choirs into five groups this year, and group number one was choirs that didn't make finals at all. Group number two was choirs that made finals more than once, or once or more. Group three was choirs that made finals more than they missed finals. Group number four was groups that made finals everywhere they went. And group number five was groups that won a grand championship. And so I generally tried to stick to those tiers because I thought that it was a pretty good benchmark of where a lot of people were at. However, I did take some liberties because I thought that the groups didn't really line up perfectly. So there is definitely some kind of group bending going on. And also, please just know that this is my personal opinion. I did not have a panel vote on this. I did not have anybody else in on this. This is purely my thoughts. Another disclaimer, I haven't seen all of these shows yet, so I obviously haven't seen every single one. However, I do think that I've ranked these groups to the best of my ability. If you think your group was undersold a little bit, it's nothing personal. I tried to just call it as I saw it, and if you think your group wound up higher than you thought they would, well, give yourself a pat on the back because I see something that you don't in your group. All right, time to kick these rankings off. We're going to start with the groups that didn't make finals at all this year. We're going to start off with Burlington Bejazzled at number 28. Burlington this year I thought was a little bit down from where they were last year, and they're just really struggling for numbers and that's the main thing. I think that they can put 30 people on stage instead of 17. I think that this group probably goes up in the rankings a little bit more. Number 27 is Altoona Locomotion. Just a flat, no placement season for them this year. No captions anywhere. Obviously not the season anybody wants. It did, I think, hurt to lose Regan Conklin and lose four best female soloist captions. I also thought that the show design was a little hard to get into from an outsider's point of view, so we will see where they go next year. Number six, number 26, I should say. Yeah, I'm not going to jump straight to number six. Number 26 is the Eau Claire North Northerners. While they did have a very interesting competition season schedule, it ultimately didn't lead to any opportunities for success for them. So another one of those choirs where, actually I guess the first one, where there was a little bit of a shakeup in the leadership team this year, Shane Coe coming in as choreographer. So really, I think, pointed towards the future on this one. Kind of at a toss-up here for the top of this mini group. 
I wound up going with at number 25, the Green Bay Southwest Spotlight Singers, and then at number 24, Colby the Coalition. This was really tough. I saw both of these shows live actually on the same day, so it was kind of nice to compare it. End of the season runs kind of really putting at a place of where both of these groups finished. I thought that while Green Bay Southwest had a really, really good opener, that probably would have put them somewhere in the... 20th maybe 18th range on this list the same energy and the same precision wasn't there throughout the course of the set i thought that colby had a much more balanced set energy wise and it was more consistently a little bit polished and these are a couple of groups that i think both can make steps forward colby still kind of moving forward from the kevin spindler era and green bay southwest still kind of building they only came into the varsity division after the pandemic. So these are another two groups where I think future gains are definitely very possible for them. All right, moving into the made finals, at least once tier at number 23, Milton correlation and correlation only made this tier because there weren't enough of our city groups to fill out a full finals field at Craig. Otherwise, I don't know if they would have made finals if there were more than one varsity choir. I believe they were the only varsity choir out at Monona Grove. So definitely a rebuilding year for correlation. New directors in Bryce Hesterman and Abby Landrum. So a complete turnover in that program from where it was in 2022. Everything was really kind of average about Milton this year. The show design was not anything super innovative or anything like that, but I don't think it needs to be in a director's first year. So yet another group kind of towards the bottom end of this list where it's like, well, we will see what they can do next year. And number 22, Chippewa Falls, Chai High Harmonics. This show I only saw at the beginning of the year, the very beginning of the year at Colby. So hard to put a finger on where it was at the end of the year. They did have a couple finals appearances, but they were generally at some of those lesser attended competitions. I don't know how many they would have made in more competitive opportunities this year. And I really don't have much to say about Chippewa Falls, so I guess that's where they land. The rest of this division was just kind of a massive toss-up. From 21 all the way through 17, I thought that there was a lot of interchangeableness that could go on here. And I just kind of had to put him in an order. So at number 21, Plymouth Momentum. This is a show that was definitely a little bit rough around the edges at the start of the season. I think that it definitely turned a corner. You don't earn third place at a competition for nothing. And they do have a head-to-head victory against the next group on that list, which is Chippewa Falls. So I guess that is the little bit of the cut line there for groups that I think actually could have made some finals in some more competitive competitions. They come up with good show designs every year. They are the lowest ranked of my groups to watch this year, but I knew that they would be kind of a flyer coming in. So again, I did hear that this group was a pretty young group this year, and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of groups, but this is one that I heard it in particular. So hopefully they can return a pretty strong base and move forward for next year. And number 20, the West Salem Sensations. This is one of the shows that I'm dying to see. I love Phineas and Ferb. Any show that does anything from Phineas and Ferb, I am down for. So hopefully I will be able to watch a video of it soon. A couple of finals placements here. They were only one spot below Sock Prairie at Viterbo. And obviously Sock Prairie is going to be ranked much higher up on this list. I think it was a little bit of West Salem kind of came into the season strong. Sock Prairie definitely was not. So 
that one was not something that I factored in a ton. But still, for a group that comes from a school that's relatively low on the population list, definitely a good season for them. At number 19, we have the Eau Claire Memorial Old Abe Show Choir. This was a group that, I guess this is the last time I'm going to say it because this is one of the last episodes of the season. I thought this group should have made finals at Colby. I had him as the six. Whatever it was, I don't know if I just saw something that literally none of the judging panels did because I was consistently kind of like, oh, I they placed a spot or two lower than I thought they would have based off of their Colby prelims performance. So I did think that they had a little bit of an interesting twist on the monster theme, but there were a lot of groups doing monstery themes this year. So I don't think that that really played in their favor either. At number 18, we have the class act from Logan. This is a group that experienced complete turnover in terms of director and choreographer. Another group, kind of like Green Bay Southwest, that had a pretty good opener, and then it just didn't really continue for the rest of the show. So consistency, I think, is not the easiest goal to work on, but it's definitely a very easily identifiable one, and there are definitely things you can do to move forward towards that goal. Rounding out this year at number 17, Green Bay East, Rhapsody in Red. I always kind of struggle to put this group in a place because I feel like it's almost a, a theatrical experience in a different kind of way than the showsicles are. This is one of the most consistently excellent groups in terms of staging, in terms of prop usage. Obviously, there's some red costumes in there every year, but the costumes are generally pretty good as well. And I kind of have to sift through that and say, okay, I value that a little bit, but where do I value the the singing and the dancing? And so the singing was not the best that I saw all year. And I think that that's might what have kept them down a little bit. But the visuals for this group, just like they are every year, were really good. Moving up into the next tier, which is groups that made finals more than they missed finals. And we move to... At number 16, Holman Midwest Express. I'll be honest, I did hit the panic button on this program a little bit because Kayla Shu comes in as director, Kevin Chase comes in as choreographer. And I'm like, okay, the pair have had some success together at Logan. And then they miss finals in their first competition at Des Moines Christian. And all of a sudden, I'm like, they were the only 4A choir to miss. And this is kind of the end. And I didn't say that on air, but I was definitely thinking that. And then they managed to turn it around pretty nicely. I think that the one really major thing that they have going for them is that they were at the top of the pile after prelims in Sauk Prairie. Obviously, they didn't finish there, but I think that that's definitely a sign of the potential of this group is that based on raw points, they were there. Finals switched to a rank system, and that definitely created a little bit of chaos, but purely on a singing and dancing and band kind of scale. I think that this is a group that has a lot of potential. A lot of the Troy Larson years, if I had done these rankings, they would be in the top 10. And I think that this is a group that has a very strong chance at moving up into for sure the top dozen next year, if not the top 10. At number 15, the Reedsburg Corlears. Reedsburg remains one of the most vexing choirs for me to rank at the first season of the download, they really kind of blasted everybody with how well they did. They were just consistently overperforming everybody's expectations. And then it was very interesting to see where they would land coming out of the pandemic 
and they have been consistently inconsistent, uh, which is what I like to say about the Wisconsin weather about this time of year. They would place really solidly in finals at a competition that had some decent choirs there, say Burlington, and then you go to New London the next weekend, and uh, you're out of finals. So it was just kind of a lot of that pendulum swing thing where they were kind of, I guess, the definition of like a low finals level choir. I just would have liked to see them put together one or two more finals bids to really make me believe about the legitimacy of this choir. At number 14, and moving into the top half of the rankings now, 28 varsity choirs this year. So moving into the top half of the rankings at number 14, we have the Mayville Cardinal Singers. This group defined by a series of four sixth place finishes that they had this year, and then also second place with best choreography the one time they traveled to Illinois. So Mayville, kind of like Reedsburg, a low finals level choir. However, they managed to do it more consistently than Reedsburg did, which is why I put them ahead of Reedsburg. I will say, if you looked at where Mayville was before the pandemic in those last couple of years, finals appearances were kind of hard to come by for them. And so the fact that they have worked themselves back into a position where they're making finals at a majority of their competitions, I think is a big testament to their leadership team and, of course, the kids that they have there. So Mayville, definitely one of the choirs that I don't know if I would have pegged to have in the top half of the rankings if you would have asked me before the pandemic, three years from now, where do you see people? But congratulations to them for making it there. At number 13, we have Nina Vintage. And Nina is kind of a more extreme version of Reedsburg, where their season was completely all over the map this year. Things they have going for them include a third place finish at Fort Atkinson and a second place finish with best choreography at Holman. And things they don't have going for them are a fifth place appearance at Colby and missing finals at Onalaska and Waconia. And so those are definitely hard things to compare. And ultimately that inconsistency is, I think, what brought them down a little bit in this rankings compared to some of the other groups. So... For them, they were also a really small group this year. I don't know if that was by design or if there just wasn't a ton of interest in it. So getting more group members on stage, getting more vocal power, more people to execute certain staging and things like that, I think, as well as obviously more consistent season would pay dividends for Vintage next year. This is where I do start to bend the tears a little bit. We will dip into the choirs that made finals everywhere category now. Moving into the top dozen, we have Hamilton Synergy, and this is a group that I didn't even realize who the director was for this group until about a month into the season, so I say for that, they're doing really well. Of course, Maggie Condon did have prior directing experience at DeForest, and this show I thought was a very solid mid-level final show, and it was exactly that. The show design was not anything groundbreaking. The choreography was not anything groundbreaking. The vocals were not anything groundbreaking, but it was a well-executed show, and having a well-executed show pays these days, and it was a very consistently well-executed show based off the results. So Hamilton, going on about 10 years in the competitive scene now, the next step up for them is that they are going to have to start contending for wins on a regular basis. And if that is the next step for their program, then that's a really good first 10 years of existence for them. 
At number 11, Preble Center Stage dipping back into the making finals most places tier. This show, I think, was kind of riding the coattails of the 2022 show a little bit. Definitely saw some of the same set design elements in there. And the space theme, I did also see Logan do it on the same day at a competition. So I guess what you think might be a unique theme, someone else winds up doing too. So another instance where I don't know if that helped or hurt them, seeing as how I have Logan ranked a little bit lower on this list. But Preble, back in finals contention pretty much everywhere they went. The only place they missed was Fort Atkinson. And I definitely don't think that they were too far out of the equation there. Moving into the top 10, we have the Janesville Craig Spotlighters, who made finals at five of their seven competitions this year. And if I had done these rankings for 2022... Craig would have gone in the didn't make finals at all tier. And so that tier this year wrapped up at 24 and they are 10th. And so to make that kind of estimated about 15 position swing in the rankings is very, very impressive for the spotlighters. I cannot wait to see what they will do in the future. And congratulations to Courtney Hammer and the rest of the leadership team, and of course all of the kiddos over at Janesville Craig for executing what I think is one of the biggest single-season turnarounds that I have seen while I have been watching Wisconsin Show Choir. At number nine, the Fort Atkinson South High Street Singers, they did make finals everywhere they go. However, I heard mixed opinions on this choir from different people that I talked to. I didn't see this show live, so I will have to reserve judgment on it until I do. However, this was a group that definitely made some people very proud, and some people came away saying, I don't know why they place as high as they do. So this is a group that I definitely have circled for next year. Them and Craig did very similar themes from what I hear, so... I don't think that will be the case next year, but a little bit of parody there, both in themes, in geography, and in placement on this list for Fort Atkinson and Janesville Craig. At number eight, New London Vision. Welcome to the top 10, New London. It has probably been a while, if ever, since this group has had this amount of sustained success rolling from last year into this year, and it will probably only get better as... Kevin Spindler stays there and puts down more of his brand of culture. New London's show remains one of my favorite shows of this year. There were people doing time themes this year, that's for sure, but New London had a very unique spin on it, and I don't really know what else I can say about them because I've talked about them a lot this year. At number seven, the Toma Limited Edition. This is where I start dipping into the choirs that won a grand championship tier for those counting. Toma is definitely an improved version of where they were last year or a few years ago. I think one of the great advantages they have is that they have a very robust number of performers on stage. Something I was harping on multiple times towards the bottom of this list was get more kids on stage, get more kids on stage. Toma doesn't have that problem. In fact, they have one of the biggest groups that I saw all year, and I was kind of surprised by their second place performance at Colby. It was no joke. They definitely followed it up a number of places. Didn't make finals at Sock Prairie, but that was all over the board in terms of everything. They did split the captions with Nina at Holman, so you'd wonder why those two aren't closer. 
I really don't know. I guess I just kind of slotted everybody in holistically as to where I thought they were for the season. Plus, if I had to choose a caption to win between vocals and choreo, I would choose vocals. So choreo, definitely something that could take Toma to a higher level, but vocals, a very solid base there. At number six, the Sparta upstage adrenaline, and I know I'm going to rile up some feelings in the western part of the state, putting Toma and Sparta right up next to each other. From what I hear, they don't like the other town that much, or at least that's what I hear from the adults. Maybe the kids don't mind. However, Sparta also kind of like Craig, one of those choirs that I think probably would have been around 20th last year, did make finals once or twice, but kind of still competed in the prep division, kind of eased their way into varsity division at the end of last season, and just went on a monster tear this year. Another group that, like Toma, does not have recruitment problems or at least visible recruitment problems on stage so that is a big win very energetic show you could tell that these kids were eager to make some waves and they definitely did at number five lacrosse central grand central station this was a very hard choir to put a ranking on the last time they competed in wisconsin was january 14th so it was basically how do i think that they stacked up against Iowa choirs, and then just kind of chuck them in somewhere. Consistently in finals, always in finals, and I believe their lowest placement of the year was fourth. So definitely not challenging to be the top choir in the state this year. However, I think that they performed solidly for what they did. And even though it doesn't really feel like they're a part of Wisconsin for this year, if anybody from GCS is listening, I really do kind of envy that schedule of being able to go out and see a ton of different choirs that not everybody in Wisconsin gets to see, and I hope it was enjoyable this year. At number four, Monona Grove, Silver Connection. I have Silver C as the top group who did not win a grand championship this year, and I think that there were worries about this group trailing off a little bit. It had definitely been a little bit of a pattern kind of before the pandemic, then also after a little bit last year. This group definitely came out swinging, at Onalaska, and then definitely I would say a high point of their season was at Milton, where they placed third and beat Glenwood Titan Fever, who anytime you can pick up a win against Glenwood, very, very good day. And then also they ended their season at Western Dubuque, slotting in right behind a choir that will come in later on in this list and a couple of spots behind another choir who will come on later in this list. So even at the end of their season, they were showing that they were right there with the top grand champion winning choirs in the state. On to the podium now, and I know that podiums aren't a big deal in show choir, but if you watch Formula One or you watch the Olympics, there are podiums. So podium spots for the 2023 Wisconsin show choir varsity rankings on the first step of the podium, in the number three spot, it is DePier Jam Session ripping off a pair of grand championships this season. Neither of them were particularly close, and they did beat on Alaska at Western Dubuque. And some people may say, well, why aren't they ranked above on Alaska? As I said before, this is a holistic ranking throughout the course of the season, and I thought that on Alaska just had a little bit of a better record overall, and. DePier definitely did also pop off at Western Dubuque. I would say that that was almost just as big as a couple of grand championships for them, placing in right behind Davenport Central. And this is a group that is small, and we will see if that continues to carry on into the next years, or if some of that success winds up bringing some more members 
into that group. At number two, Sauk Prairie Executive Session, also a group that won multiple grand championships this year. And this was a group that defeated De Pere Jam Session multiple times this year. So there was no way that I was going to put them below De Pere just based on the strength of the season that they had head to head over De Pere and Sauk Prairie. I would almost say that this is one of the most successful couple year stretches in their program history. And now every year it is, well, let's continue this streak of greatness. And so we will see what happens next year. At the top of the pile, we have the Onalaska Hilltoppers, another very dominant season for Onalaska, the most formidable competition that they faced outside of Western Dubuque was Bloomington Kennedy, who they lost to a couple of times. However, Bloomington Kennedy just on an insane run this year. So until something drastically and consistently changes, I'm just going to say it, Onalaska will be at the top of the show choir heap in this state. If I had done these rankings for 2019, I probably still would have put them at the top, even though Logan got them right at the end of the season. They are just consistent enough that as long as something like an off day doesn't happen, they will be the best choir in the state. And of course, different panels might change that, but they are consistently the best show vocals-wise, choreography-wise, band-wise, pretty much everything you can think of. So on Alaska, the number one choir for the 2023 show choir season in the state of Wisconsin. As I said in the beginning of the episode, for a little more background on each of these choir seasons, please go back and listen to the season review episode that I did for Varsity. I will link it in the episode description below, so please get on that if you haven't. Hopefully, I will have an episode out next week. I think I will have the time to do it. I may not. I'm really going to try and consistently produce summer or off-season content this year. So the next episode, whenever it comes out, will be a batch of show reviews. I kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier in the episode, but I haven't seen a lot of shows yet, and I'm kind of itching to get to some. And so I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch some shows, I'm going to take some notes, and I am going to say them and give myself a little bit more of a taste of show choir season. So I have some choirs circled for the first batch. But that will be a mystery until the episode comes out. As always in this time of year, if you are doing auditions, good luck. If you're doing a senior showcase, best of luck as well. I hope the season goes out in a nice fashion to you. And now that the calendar is almost turning to May, I have to talk about show reveals. So if your show is getting revealed to you in these next upcoming weeks, I hope it is as good as you want it to be. But however, that of course is dependent on the performance. I hope it is a theme that you like and will enjoy performing. As always, please everyone stay safe and stay healthy. This is William Soki saying goodbye until the Wisconsin Show Choir Download.